Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. You ready to get funky? Again, Rockford, Kenwood. I'm assuming the other school districts. Probably your last week. Congratulations, guys, on making it through one of the weirdest years in the history of school ever. In the history of ever. Last year was the weirdest year before then. Yes. Yeah, but that was for sure. Only the only a few months though of last year. Like yep. if you look at the calendar school year, September till now, like it's a really, really, really weird, weird year for school. You're at home, you're at school, you're wearing a mask. It's just drama. So congratulations on making it until summer. So Memorial Day weekend is done. Steve, let's start with you. Your brother left finally, huh? Yes, he did. It was bittersweet to see him leave. Aww. He was a good guest to have. What made him a good guest? Uh, just the fact that, I don't know, he just he was one of the, uh, the one guest that was like, would just do stuff. And not ask. He was there to work, right? To yeah, help, pretty to much. Help. Like, hey, I'm here. Yeah. You guys rest. Oh, what? Oh, the dishes? They're done. I did them. Yeah. You're I good. mean, everyone else helped, too, but everyone else would, like, ask. They suck, is what he's saying, no. but they, no, he they knows they listen. So. Maybe they, people ask because they're trying to be polite. Yeah, but I ain't, I, I ain't here for polite. Me and Brittany are too polite, too. Polite. <laughs> I think we need to clarify, too, why uh, Steve had so many guests in his house over the last month. It was uh, Brittany's aunt and then Steve's mom for two weeks. Steve's mom and dad for about a week, and yep. then your brother for about a week. Yep. Is because of what happened with your wife. Yeah, so my wife was diagnosed with DCIS, which is uh, stage zero breast cancer, and then she got a mastectomy, and they removed all the cancer uh, from that surgery, which is good, so yay. yay. And then um, Wait, wait, hold on. We need to pause. So she is then? Cancer-free. I, I mean, the, <laughs> the thing I will say, though, is apparently that's not, I don't know, cancer-free is a... Eh term because you're never actually really 100% cancer free. Yeah, whatever. She needs exactly. to, she needs, she took a big gamble. It worked out. She deserves to you know, the mastectomy, you know, like that's, yeah. she deserves to be celebrated. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I, I think it's great. I think it's amazing. So, okay, anyway, then your family came and helped out and her family as well. Yeah, yeah, and then, uh, so my brother was the last person there and uh, he's gone now. And now we got the house to ourselves after five weeks How does it of feel? having house guests. It, like, the, the, f- the day he left that afternoon, we're like, it seems really boring and quiet, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. And then Izzy cried, and we're right? like, yeah. not quiet, quiet anymore. Yeah, it's right, all, pretty it's much. all fun and games till Izzy starts ripping out the uh, the old. Pretty much. Yeah, I'm gonna delete that. By the way, I, I hate hearing that. That's terrible. I can't imagine living with that. No offense. I'm sure your kid's great. She's great. I love her. Oh God. 
She's loud. Yeah, she is. I literally just removed that. I'm like, I don't want to hear that ever again. Every time, even I play, I used to play it to mess with you because it would make you cringe like nails on a chalkboard. But now yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's not fun anymore. Yeah, now it's just white noise in my house. Yeah, right? So, okay, so you guys got to uh, have the house to yourself. So Saturday night into Sunday night, you guys were alone. Yes, the that's four correct. of you. Team Bonner. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, nothing really, just a no, your average normal everyday weekend? Yeah, pretty much. We just tried to go to bed early. Except for, <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that. Uh, we were chatting, and you were telling me about your weekend. You, uh, are you, you're just trying to get everybody to go to bed early now. I mean, that's the goal, hopefully. What's early? Uh, I mean, kit for the kids, Izzy's about 7.30, and then Charlotte's anywhere between, like, 8 and 9. Dude, we respect. Get down. Yeah. We want to get Charlotte down to about 7.30, but we'll see if that happens. That'll be a tough one, I would imagine. Yeah. And then, like, when it's cool, though. I remember, I don't know if it was like this for you guys in your households, but I remember when I was a kid, and I was like, I don't know, I turned, I don't know, 7. And they're like, you could stay up till 8.30. I'm like, what? You could stay up till 8.30. Like, really? Well, yeah, you're seven now. I'm like, yeah, I could stay up till 8.30. (laughs) (laughs) It becomes a big deal. Right? It becomes a big deal. I didn't have a curfew now that I think about it. I didn't have a curfew in high school, but for when I was younger, I did. I don't think I ever had a, a bedtime. Oh, no. really? I always, and I had a TV in my room growing up, so yep. that didn't help. No, me too, me too. And you turn the TV on and you cover your face and your TV with the blanket so it looks like your room's dark. <laughs> there and you're know. watching TV. That's so healthy. Now, obviously, you just use your phone, right? But, yeah, or your tablet. Seriously. So you don't think, did you have a bedtime growing up? Uh, I, I think I did when I was way younger, but then after a certain point, I didn't. Yeah, like curfews and stuff. But I'm talking about like those moments. So if you can create those moments for Charlotte and Izzy. Well, I'm hoping. Yeah. Um, you're five years old now, Charlotte. You could stay up till 8.15. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, <laughs> oh, yep, you're six years old. You could stay up till 8.16. <laughs> you know? One minute. <laughs> Make them gigantic, gigantic moments. I right? think it'd be great. That's awesome. Because Charlotte used to go to bed at, what, 10? Uh, yeah, I mean, there was a, a brief period of time. That was during the middle of the pandemic last year. She was, yeah, 10 o'clock bedtimes and stuff like that. Steve was dragging when oh, that yeah. was going on. Uh, what about you, Christine? Did you have a good weekend? I did. I got to see a lot of family, which was nice. A lot of my cousins, and I met some new cousins. Like, my cousins had kids. Oh, you know? gotcha. And it was just awesome. It was a lot of fun seeing them. and Good um, family time. Yes, it was needed. Because, like, growing up, like hanging out with family, like my like, because I have a big extended family. Like I have thirty first cousins, so it's like. Is that a big deal? That's a lot of that's... first cousins. Okay, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not good at math. I, uh... I have like five or six, so I didn't know. Maybe it's a British thing. I thought that was. A, I, I, I like we have a we have a bunch. I'm not trying to be competitive, but no, I have like five like... or six. I didn't know that that was a big deal. I remember my third one's super hot. There you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, go on. Talk about your hot first cousin. So I have, like, a big family in that sense, so it was nice seeing a lot of them because now with life and everyone having their own thing and, you know, you don't get... uh, you don't get together as often. Yep. Especially since I live away from everybody. But pandemic, COVID, all that stuff exactly. too. Exactly. Yeah. And this was like the first family event I've been to since COVID. And it was nice, like just a bunch of us being there and hanging out with the kids and eating lots of good food. And now what kind of food fun. is it? Because you're Chaldean, which is a describe yeah, Chaldean had, again. Well, we had both. So it's Iraqi and um we had both. We had some Iraqi food, like the appetizers, and then we had my uncle made barbecue, like chicken and 
steak and uh, ribs mm. and chicken, more ch- all different types yeah, of chicken, like chicken. One lamb chops, chicken. Yeah. chicken, barbecue Did chicken. Did you guys have any a chicken? chicken. <laughs> Did you have any chicken at all when you Lots were there? Of yeah, I wonder if there was chicken there. Steve. Right? I know. It didn't sound like there was any <laughs> chicken like there. Six times. So overall, it was a great, great time with good family. Can yeah, I, for sure. Let me ask you a question because I'm curious now, and this is the first time I've ever thought this. Because okay, Christine again is Chaldean. Which, and then I'll say, what does that mean? Just so the click is six, because some people may not know. Yeah, so I'm first generation here. Uh, my Basically, my entire family is from Iraq. But here's my question then. Why wouldn't you be Iraqi then? So Chaldean is like... I really don't know. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I am Iraqi, but there's different, like cultures within iraq as well uh, and different religions okay. i didn't know this yeah so um chaldean is mostly like it's like a village if you will but my mom was born in babylon my dad was born in baghdad but basically it's just iraqi christian Wait, your dad Catholic. was born in baghdad or baghdad mm-hmm. baghdad why is baghdad or baghdad baghdad is that the same thing Am I, 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 yeah it's the same thing oh yeah, i thought I, that was like a different suburb of Baghdad, and it's called <laughs> Baghdad. I really did. I, I know I sound stupid right now, but did you catch catch that too? I uh, I mean, I, I just assumed that she, we were pronouncing it wrong, and she was pronouncing it correctly. Oh yeah, I guess I was kind of egotistical <laughs> of me. I'm sorry. Okay, anyway, back to Baghdad. Baghdad. Yeah, so my that's where my family's from, and we speak Arabic, and yeah, that's pretty much it. And like a big part of our culture is family we have big family yeah lots of food our weddings are huge yeah um so that's yeah that's your mom's from babylon mm-hmm. isn't that where the like all the naughty stuff comes from <laughs> it's like ancient no oh sorry okay never mind <laughs> want to talk a little bit about me getting my man on this weekend okay so i had a bunch of things alicia and i are doing a bunch of stuff to make our house look better right now and we're uh, doing a bunch of things around the house. She's pulling weeds, painting trim, just whatever, right? And I'm going to, I borrow from Dan, Connie, uh, Connie's husband, Dan. We lost Connie earlier this year to cancer. I borrow from Dan his power washer. Okay. And I'm going to power wash our patio, which was awesomely exciting for me. Now, I made the mistake of going and talking to my neighbor, Norm, about oh, it. he wanted to join, didn't he? Well, eventually he'll join, but no, he is going to tell me how to do it right. Oh, yeah. Because I was just going to spray it with a power washer and be done. Right. Clean out all the the you know gunk and crap and just be done. But Norm's like, no, you got to get this chemical. It's like a soap thing, and then you can borrow this brush, and here you go. And as I'm power washing, he comes over and he helps out. And he's like, uh, hey, let me help out. Let me just see that real quick. An hour and a half later, he leaves. And he and I are like tag team in this patio. Okay. And it does look awesome. Then yesterday, he lets me borrow. He got, he got a new special saw with a blade for cutting up a, a big man weekend for fish. Uh, cutting up a uh, pallet. You know what a pallet is? Mm-hmm. Big wood pallet yeah. that they shipped the mower in that Alicia bought me for Christmas. Oh, yeah. So I got to cut that up. So I decide... On uh, Saturday night, we're going to hang out with Norman Renee a little bit, and we're going to have a fire pit. Well, you know how I feel about my fire pits. Yes, you love them. Well, the last time Alicia and I were hanging out at a fire pit, Alicia made a comment, and she said, wouldn't it be cool if they made this? So I got on my phone, went to Amazon, and found out that they did make this. I'm sending you guys a photo right now so you can explain what you see here. What uh, this you know, is. What this is. And it's something you can do to your fire pit, and I've got to tell you all about it because it is too cool. Oh, 
it changes the color of the fire. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've seen those. Yeah. yeah, same here. They're cool. You're supposed to throw three packets in. Now, I, of course, half read the instructions, so I cut them open. And Lauren, the neighbor's daughter, was over, and she, uh, because she brought us s'mores, because mm-hmm. she's awesome yummy. that way. She's a hostess. And she, uh, I had cut off the tops of the packages. We let her drop them in. Here's a tip. We found, because we put three more in to see sealed to see what it would do. Mm-hmm. We found that you should cut the tips of them open, but you should Google changes the color of your fire because you see how cool that is? It's blue. It was green. It was purple. And it lasted for like 40 minutes. Yeah. Oh, wow. It was super cool. Like, I think, Steve, especially as a guy that fire pits with his kids at home a lot, he, like, it was 10 bucks. Yeah. It wasn't like 100 bucks. You're not you can just do burn it. some treated wood and there it'll he goes. Burn your colors <laughs> there too. He goes. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Or, there Steve, you, you can make it. There you go. Or you could just do this. Don't just don't make s'mores over the blue fire. Yeah, I don't know what yeah. it'll do. <laughs> Probably know? nothing good. Yeah. It's all fun and games till your kid grows a tail on the back of their neck because they <laughs> blew fire s'mores. It's a weird place for a tail. I know, right? That's what I said. <laughs> yeah. Why are you growing a tail there? <laughs> Today's text question of the day might make you hungry or might maybe make you not hungry. It's kind of a fun little food one. What foods put you in a good mood or a bad mood? thought this would be kind of a fun one. I was excited for... Uh, over the weekend, I knew that I was going to be grilling out at Dan's, and Dan mm-hmm. is a grill master. And Alicia and I found a local butcher and bought just a ton of meat for him to grill. So it was fun. So I was super excited about that. So, like, for me, a good hamburger. I mean, like, let's be honest. <laughs> hamburger always puts me in a good mood. But a Taco Bell, that's yes. my thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, when uh, my mother passed away, when Connie got sick with cancer, when uh, Connie and I used to have a dog together, Allie. When Allie died, Alicia always brought me Taco Bell. And it was like 20 bucks in Taco Bell. It was insane. It's not like you eat it all. Just the whole menu? Smorgasbord. Mm-hmm. Yes, more or less. Yeah. So as far as that goes, and then the bad mood for me is for the text question today, what are food, or what food, what are foods most likely to put you in a good mood or a bad mood? Bad mood for me is celery. I just don't like Ooh, it. I'm with you, man. <laughs> celery yeah. so good. Yeah, celery Ugh. weird. Uh, back in the day when I, I have a really weird palate. Uh, which matches my unique personality and Connie covered we lost Connie earlier this year to cancer of Connie and fish Connie of Connie and fish uh, she covered a piece of celery and uh, peanut butter because we were unemployed and bored and she's like we're gonna get you to eat healthier so we covered in peanut butter I was like <coughs> and she's like it's water it just I just couldn't yeah. eat it I just know I'm, I'm with you fish it's kind of weird that you said that because I was just having this conversation with someone about how much I hate celery and I, I remember my first memory was when I was in preschool and we made ants on a log. Oh, there you go. And I took a bite of it and I, immediately it was what you just described. Yeah. <laughs> this you is could gross. be, like, you and I could be genetically related, except for the Probably. fact that you're Chaldean and I'm a ginger. <laughs> We've got some gingers. Oh, yeah, we got, oh, do you? You have the ginger Chaldeans? Random ones. No. We question if they're adopted. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, what's a good mood, a good mood food, bad mood food for you? Uh, good mood food is any food I don't have to cook. It's like cook every <laughs> single meal pretty much. So that's funny, but it sucks if you're not cooking it and then someone else cooks it and it's not good as yeah. the way you make or it. Or when you go out to eat and you're like, sorry, Alicia, your lasagna is better. Or yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, even in that case, I'm like, I don't have to cook it. I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> what about a bad mood food? Uh, bad mood food. I'm going to have to go with uh, mushrooms just because I don't like mushrooms. Anything with mushrooms. Nice. Blech. All right. 
so the food, that, I have so many foods that put me in a good mood, but I figured I'd go with this past weekend. And something I don't eat that often, but it puts me in a good mood is a perfectly cooked steak. Nice. Mm-hmm. nice. Perfectly cooked steak. The What's ones perfectly were, good for you, though? Uh, medium. And it's it, the way it just, like, you know when sometimes there's some steak that just literally melts in your mouth the yep. way it falls apart? Yep. That. Sounds like sounds steak. like this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Didn't that just get you hungry for steak? <laughs> I wouldn't say that. That's how it is right there. Didn't that sound like a nice cooked steak, Steve? Exactly like it. I mean, whenever I cook steak, that's how it sounds. You want me to give you a nice cooked steak running down a street? Sure. <laughs> okay. Ew. Um, okay, so... So t- that puts me in a bad mood. Yeah. What foods are most likely to put you in a good mood or a bad mood? So for you, a medium... Perfectly cooked steak. Yeah. For you, it perfectly cooked is medium. And then funny, Steve, I have the same answer as bad mood. Mushrooms. Yeah? I hate really? mushrooms. Gross. They're rubbery and sometimes mm. soggy. Same here. I'm like such a big texture person and mushrooms, uh-uh. Doesn't do it for you? No, not at all. See, I didn't used to like mushrooms. I, no, I had to, but I have to learn to eat something healthy. So I power through. Eat a carrot. No, those are gross. They, those were <laughs> really? Yeah, those would freak me out. <laughs> they freak me out. Carrots? Yeah, they scare out? me. I have a, th- a fear of carrots. Like, is it if you because a- they're the same color as your hair? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a ginger. <laughs> and I'm Steven. I can make babies. <laughs> Two ginger jokes. <laughs> wow. I, I want to make your day a little bit better. Hopefully, this does for you a little bit. I have a special treat for you. This is going to be a quickie. It's a super cut of a four week old wolf pup in the Northlands of Minnesota learning how to howl for the first time. For you. I yeah. You're the girl, so I kind of thought I'd yeah. gauge you, but you were looking at me like I was weird. No, because I just I'm daydreaming now. I really I started thinking about like animals we can't own but oh, want. Gosh. And for me, it's always been a wolf. If I could have a pet wolf, I would love it. You right. Like Game of Thrones style. <laughs> like uh check it out here. I mean, there it is right here. He is right here. He'll be coming by there. Oh, it's so Aww. cute. It looks like a bear. Yeah. Yeah. So there's just Somebody had like one of those deer cameras out there to just yeah. kept picking them up. It's so cute. Yeah, this was about if you watch the end of this video, Christine. Once it gets, it's about a fifty-second video. Once it gets to the uh, forty-two-second mark, okay, is when the motorcycle comes through, like oh the dirt bike. Oh my gosh, I knew he was gonna kill the <laughs> it wolf. It just goes right through, <laughs> just plows Poor right through wolf. it. Yeah, it's I all right. He'll he'll. Be, I think he lived though. We just never saw him oh, again. Oh, poor baby. That's, no, I'm just kidding. They didn't kill the wolf. <laughs> so we've got this thing. I've got these five little nugs of uh, info I want to share with you here in a, about two seconds. But, Christina, yeah, this knowledge thing mm-hmm. that we've kicked off on really seems to get you going. Yeah, well, so. since a fire, a colored fire pit got you going this weekend, I figured knowledge from the fire pit smoke. Knowledge from the, or the fire embers, pit. Or well, however you want to. Pick one of them. It's coming from a fire pit, so you take it's it from there. It's coming from the fire pit, so it's not embers, which would be very painful if you yes, think about where I'm going to go with this. All right, here we go. I learned something today. Every time I learn something new, it pushes some old stuff out of my brain. I'm learning. What did you learn? Ah, knowledge. Knowledge is like a nice cold night where you're sitting with a few of your friends around a fire pit. 
you're sitting in chairs and someone throws in some more logs and the fire pit gets very, very smoky and smoky. Is that the cardboard box in there? It could be naughty, naughty. <laughs> anyway, as the fire gets smoky, smoky, the wind blows the smoke towards your seat around the fire pit and the smoke goes into your nasal cavity, down your throat, not good for you. Does a 180 turn, goes upwards past your eye socket and provides you with knowledge. There you go. Right. Fire pits, you. you're welcome. You're so weird. You're weird. Yeah, all right. Essential oils, you know what those are, right? Yeah, Essential of oils got their, actually gets their name because they contain the essence essence of a plant's smell oh. not because they're uh crucial or vital in any way so don't think <laughs> that you need it. they're not they're, they just it's the essence of a play but it's a great name because you think you need it oh there must be vitamins in there yeah or something australia bobby pierce from australia won the gold medal in men's single skulls rowing at the 1928 uh, summer olympics olympics coming up right uh he paused during the competition to let a family of ducks swim past him. Oh, and, and he still won. He still won a gold medal. Yeah, oh, good for him. That good. On March 12th, the year was 1951, a cartoonist in the United Kingdom and uh, a cartoonist in America both launched a comic called Dennis the Menace. Ooh. They were two separate and unrelated characters, and the creators didn't know about each other. No way. Crazy. Yeah, that's Randall, right? Uh, there's a German word that literally means a face in need of a slap. I'm going to tell you what it is in a second, okay? First, the Big Mac was originally called the Aristocrat. Did you know that? I didn't. No. That name bombed, so they switched it to the Blue Ribbon Burger. Really? That also bombed. Yeah. Yep. Then they went with Big Mac, which stuck. Finally, German word that literally means a face in need of a slap. Back this is the word. Oh, I know that word. Yeah, Back I use it all the time. Back fife. Ingozist. Perfect. Hey, Robin, yeah. thank you. Uh, text question of the day today. What foods are the most likely to put you in a good mood or a bad mood? Message and via the app or text. The app is a free download in the App Store, Christine. Yeah, so hit the download button. Let's peep what's totes trending. Totes trending. Oh, boy. Here we go. Okay, look. Airbnb, have you guys ever thought of, uh, have you ever stayed in an Airbnb? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, Steve, you ever stayed in Airbnb? Nope. Okay. Airbnbs can be really cool. You remember when my buddy had the bachelor party in Dubuque? Yes. And we went to the Airbnb in Dubuque, and it actually ended up being great. at a fire pit and whatever, and we drilled out. It was a good time. So, this kid in Milwaukee uh, got a little bit tipsy. He's 19. He's underage. He's drinking. And he decides this is the house he's going to crash in, apparently. And it's an Airbnb. There's a little problem, though, with the Airbnb that he decided to crash in. Well, apparently a drunk dude crashed with us last night. Matt finds this dude laying in a bed in our house. Dude uh, broke into the house in the middle of the night. This silly guy found the one Airbnb in all of downtown Milwaukee, Wisconsin, loaded with cops. He woke up in handcuffs. What if that dude stumbled into a bed with a kid or my wife? I mean, that could have been a different morning, right? <laughs> Lucky that there's dudes that actually know how to handle that. Yeah, these are sheriff's deputies. They were staying in an Airbnb in Milwaukee, and he got arrested. There were three. Like, the dude broke into their house, crashed there, 
three cops were staying at the Airbnb. Of all Airbnbs yeah. to crash into. And it's true, though. Like, what if he had climbed into bed with, a, you know, right? like a kid because he stumbled in there drunk? Or what if he... I like that the guy says, or my wife. <laughs> like, don't you think there's a little more to that story? I think there's more to that story. Uh, probably. I think, he, I think he came home and someone had stumbled into bed with his wife before. You know what I'm saying? You <laughs> know what I mean? I See? mean, I just keep thinking, because this, this happened one time I did this in college, and then this happened to a friend of mine in college, to where someone just Seriously? walked. Yeah, so like. It happened to my friend. This guy just walked into his bedroom in the middle of the night and started taking his posters off the wall. What? There was just a drunk guy. <laughs> That's <laughs> he amazing. Told him to leave. And he's like, no, I want these posters. And That's nothing so happened random. and he left on his own. And then I, the year after I moved out of a house, I was walking home from the bar and I was super drunk. And I just walked into the house I lived at the previous year, thinking oh, I still lived there. That could fell happen. asleep on the couch. Yeah. And they woke me up, and I was arguing with them. I, that's one of the few things I remember about that night is waking up on the couch and being like, I live here. They're like, no, you don't. They're like, I'm like, this is my house. And they're like, no, get out right now or we're calling the cops. That actually, oh, my gosh. That actually same thing happened when uh, I was living in Minneapolis. Uh, somebody stumbled in, uh, this drunk girl. Stumbled into our apartment and she was like, I visit fish here all the time. These are my clothes in the dresser. And Alicia's like, wait a minute, I don't live here all the time. Who are you? And I was like, I don't know who she is. She must be drunk. And the girl was like, I don't drink. And I was like, sure you don't drink. And she was like, we've been hooking up on the side. I was like, what are you talking about? I don't know you. And she was like, you have a mole shaped like Iowa on your butt. And then I got, then I lost. And then your double life was discovered and yeah. it was a lifetime movie. Mm-hmm. It's funny though. <laughs> You want to talk about a double life. So this TikTok user, her name is Amy. Uh-huh. And uh, she taught she t- she put she took part in a tread where you reveal the insane way you found out your ex-spouse was cheating on you. So about a week before our 10th wedding anniversary, I was in my office looking through the newspaper. They would publish birth announcements. So I see my oh, husband's no. name and some other female's name. Knows his name because it was an unusual name. So I look at the hospital website where they had also would post pictures of new babies. Typed in his name and her first name. Sure enough, they had a baby boy a few days prior. But not only that, they had a baby girl about a year and a half before that. Yeah. Wow. Her ex-husband was living a double life. Yeah. Do you can you imagine how exhausting that would be? Right. Yeah. Like, why do you want to live a double life? I, some people just want to have you know. There's it's like some people like cake, some people like ice cream. But how do you keep up? Like you're That's... this person, and then you're that person. How do you decide what holiday to spend at which house? How do you? I mean, well, you you, you work it too to, much. Yeah. First off, I love that Christine's open to the idea of a double life to where she's like, it seems like a lot of work, but she's not it's saying it's unethical. I, know, right? <laughs> like, I don't want to invest in that. Yeah, but you're not saying it's unethical or that you're not mad that the guy did that to this poor woman or the other oh, woman. No, I mean, he's in the wrong, but, sure, but I think the bigger you, question is, no, the, how do you pull it off? Christine's <laughs> big question Why? right now is should, uh, what's that called, Steve? Uh, when you can marry more than one person? Polygamy? Well, yeah. Yeah, of course you two know it because you both want it. I had no idea. <laughs> Should that polygamy stuff be legal is what Christine really wants to know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if they're Because if you could figure out how to make it work, you'd be all for it. No. 
That's not what I gathered. Did no, she once say the obvious thing? She did not. She did not condemn the man. That you didn't condemn him. You didn't call him a jerk or anything. He is a jerk. Nope. Too late. Too late. He's a, he's a nope. big jerk. Nope. But you can't. how do you? You were giving that him props. Off. See, you're like, look at this guy. How yeah. is he pulling this off? It's crazy. How does he make it work? <laughs> it doesn't last for long, obviously. And you know what they say? Well, it doesn't last for long. He had a one-and-a-half-year-old Yeah, but eventually the truth kid. comes out. Like, Hello? I just years. referenced Lifetime movies. The truth always comes out. What's your longest relationship <laughs> ever? Ever? Yeah. Uh, does off and on count? No, just your longest solid relationship. Oh, man. <laughs> you said solid. Yeah, well, <laughs> she's never had a solid You can lie to me right now. It's not the point of the uh, story. Let's go with, just give me a number. Let's go with four years. Okay. His... Other marriage was longer than your longest relationship. Yeah. What's your point? I'm, my point is, is that he did that for a long time. He got away with it for a long time. Yeah, but the truth always comes out is what I'm saying. So you might as well just not even bother. It doesn't always come out. I mean, he got away with it for a while. You might as well not even bother. Yeah. It's well, a very I'm... lazy attitude. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying live the double life? Uh, if you want to try, I'll, I guess I'll give it a shot. It was your idea. <laughs> One of my favorite things to do is to watch some of these videos where people have the complete opposite reactions, but they're doing something that some people may consider fun. And that's actually what I want to uh, share the audio of with you here right now. Scott, I found it over the weekend, over Memorial Day weekend. I got down some rabbit hole of stuff. And uh, it's a guy and his wife parasailing, okay? This is off the coast of Southern California. Listen to their, their parasailing, which means... You're in a parachute being dragged by a motorboat. Right? I've done it. It's a lot of fun. No, listen to this reaction. This is great. Oh, my God. Here we go. Parasailing, getting it in, babe. Look, smile. I don't like that at all. <laughs> you can no better than this. 600 feet in the air. There's, there's Catalina Island right there. Oh. Enjoying this vacation. Can't beat it. <sighs> my wife's over here having a blast. Woo. This is legit. No, I hate it. Oh my god. Cold breeze flying in the air, just chilling, vacation. Okay, turn it off, please. <laughs> and I guess that'll be it. Yeah, I see that. This is awesome. We're doing it. Nope, I'm miserable. No, you're having so much fun. Nope, I hate this. That is marriage right yeah, there. Yeah, I was going to say the only solution <laughs> now is she has to do something that he's going to feel <laughs> that way about. Well, like, what, what would that be? I don't know. Something she enjoys, and he'll just be miserable. Have and then ever, she'll get it on camera. Do you ever have one of those situations where you're with somebody, and like he's like, dude, this is the best thing we've ever done. And then like you're like, no. Uh, be in a relationship? Okay. <laughs> hmm. Christine's going through something today. Yeah, she's a sourpuss. Yeah, she is a little bit of a sourpuss. <laughs> uh, uh, you can also always tell when Christine had a weekend away, if you know what I mean, Steve. Yes, I can. <laughs> All right, Christineology is a thing that, uh, a concept actually that Steve's wife came up with, Brittany. I wanted to, thought it'd be funny to see the uh, inner workings of her brain. Yeah, she wanted to get inside Christine's head and know what's up in there. Yeah, I think a lot <laughs> of us do in our own little way. Let's find out what's going on there today. From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand Christine? Adulting is one of the worst things about being an adult. It's the things we don't want to do but have to do. But out of all the annoyances of adulting, let's talk about one particular task, the most daunting of them all. No, it's not dealing with finances, going grocery shopping, or cleaning the house. It's not even having to schedule your own appointments. To some, it might be one of the easiest parts of adulting. 
Have you figured it out yet? Here's a hint. The loads just keep piling on. I'm talking about laundry, the never-ending task. Really? The separating of the clothes, the loading of the wash, remembering to take them out of the dryer, folding. There's so many steps. But the worst part is actually putting it all away. Hanging your shirts in the color-coordinated area they belong in your closet, putting socks and underwear in their proper place. And don't even get me started on bed sheets because I somehow have to make a crumbled fitted sheet fit in the closet. Putting laundry away is the worst. Sometimes my clothes will sit in the basket for a week. I'm ashamed to admit at times it's been longer. But last night, a rarity occurred. I immediately put all my laundry away. My towels, jeans, blankets, sweatpants, and the random bra I wore last week. I got it all done. It It took almost an hour, but I did it. So the point of today's Christineology is just to toot my own horn for being an adult. Hmm. Toot, toot. I have several Uh, questions. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Where do we even start with this? Like, how many people are you doing laundry for? Just myself. Exactly. (laughs) It's just her. It takes her an hour to put clothes away from the laundry. Yeah, I don't get that part. I had everything in my laundry basket, like I like I said. So did I yesterday when I did laundry. It took me five minutes. Well, clearly you don't color coordinate and have do. drawer dividers. I actually, and I do. Yeah, right. I do. Proof. Okay, come on over. No, I, take I don't a picture. Have, <laughs> I don't have drawer dividers. I don't even know what that means. Why you even need that? But I have. I color coordinate all my clothes. Really? Yeah, because I'm sleepy and weird, and I've, I've always gotten picked on about that. Connie talked about it for years. T-shirts and sweatshirts, all color coordinated. Oh yeah. wow, I'm proud of you. Well, you know how hard is it to take off a red sweatshirt and hang it next to another red sweatshirt? I don't know. It's hard for me. I don't. I, I, I mean, don't why, did, why does it take you an hour? Is what I'm because asking. Because I had a lot of laundry. I had like three weeks of laundry. Okay. There <laughs> so it, it was is. more than just one load. There it is. Oh my gosh, it was a bunch of loads. Okay. See, I was just picturing Thank one you. basket of laundry. Me too. Oh <laughs> yeah. no, 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 okay. no! It was a lot of loads of laundry. Okay, that's making sense now. Okay. When you set up your Christianology, now it makes a little bit more sense. Had she said it had been three weeks or like months of laundry or whatever, that, that makes a little bit more sense. I'm I like, thought it was just kind of assumed. <laughs> I was going to be like, you want to see laundry? I'll show you laundry. Come to my house. I got laundry. (laughs) Two kids, a wife, and a Steve. That's a lot of laundry. That is a lot of laundry. And you thought it was assumed that we would know that it was three weeks of laundry. But, Christine, what happens when you assume? I assumed. I'm not answering that. You make an ass out of you and me. Bingo. OMG. Rando, texto, messageo via Apo, free download in the Apo Storo. I was leaving work to get lunch when I saw one of my coworkers hit another coworker's car. The coworker was texting and driving. He peeked at the other car and then drove off. He said nothing about it when he returned to the office. My other coworker was real upset. We're not the only business in the building and there are no outside security cameras, so he doesn't know what actually happened. It's been bothering me for days, and I feel guilty for not saying something. If I snitch, my other coworkers may not trust me. There really is no way to do this anonymously because I was a witness to an accident. Should I say something, or am I just overthinking this whole thing? All right, it's. I mean, this is a true rando text, so talk about a random thing that happens in life. Steve, what do you think? This is a tough one because she kind of has to... Uh 
put her name out there like she said. Yeah. Because originally when, when I was uh, reading it on her social media, I was looking at it. And I'm like, well, she could just go put a note on the car and then like pretend to be the guy and write like, hey, sorry, I bumped your car if there's any damage. Yeah. Uh, just let me know and then sign the dude's name or something. That's kind of a brilliant idea. I didn't even think about that angle. Like, I mean, I thought about writing a note, but just like, hey, I know who did it, but not actually <laughs> signing as the person. You would be like the I know what you did last summer person. Yeah, yeah right. I, I know, know what you did. Yeah. Leave it on their desk. Start harassing yeah. him. Poor guy. <laughs> Photos of the video. Okay, so, so funny. reset this up again real quick, Christine. So we actually got this message over the weekend from someone who said that last week when they were leaving work for lunch, they saw another coworker hit another coworker's car. They did a hit and run. And for days now, it's been eating at them because they yeah. ha- haven't said anything. And that coworker who hit the car hasn't said anything. And he said the one whose car got hit was real upset. Uh, there's no, they're, they're not the only business in that building, but there's also no security cameras. So she wants to know if she should say something. She's kind of worried about what others others might think of her as a snitch. But she's like, should I say something or am I just overthinking this? So we got a message from somebody that, uh, that said she could tell the coworker whose car was hit what she saw and that the coworker can tell the person who hit their car that they know. Yeah. The only reason that name would uh, need to come out is that there's going to be a police report, but they can also settle it off the books. Like, that's the situation now. The one that hit the car and left, I mean... You're kind of a boosh. Yeah. Uh, you, you really are. What do you think, Christine? Mm, I think she should just tell. I, I actually, did, did the person who texted in said you should talk to the person who actually hit the car? Yeah. I agree with that. Maybe confront that person first and tell them, like, hey, I saw what you did. Like, you should probably say something because it's really bothering me. Otherwise, I might go say something. Oh, no. The text actually said, go tell the one whose car got hit. Oh, oh go say, directly to that person. Hey, Bob in accounting, fake names, by the way. Bob in accounting clipped your car and left the other day and didn't say anything. So it, it, it is possible, maybe, I think, that they didn't realize they hit the car somehow. I don't know. I I, I would, you know, I mean, I, that's the, the person who messaged said that she saw the other, co- like the coworker who did the hit and run, peek at the car and then still drive off. So they probably yeah. checked to see how much, if, like, was it really damaged right. or was <laughs> it minor damage? Yeah, I mean, you're gonna Either have to way, peek. It's not cool. Like, like you're gonna lose some karma points for that. <laughs> I'm thinking, like, if I hit a car, it's and then I look and I'm like, oh, it's fine. Now I think I'd still get out and look, but maybe you're in a hurry. Kunk. You know, it's the sound. This is the exact sound. Sticky yeah. one. I I still would tell, especially because it's bothering you, and I feel like it's gonna bother you so much because you obviously have a moral compass. So. Have you ever hit a car before? Yeah. And what did it sound like? Boom. Oh <laughs> wow! Wow. That was a bad one. Uh, I know. Like mine Jeez. was at least like in my head. You back into a car. Like, <clears throat> that wasn't as bad as a boom. Mine was all like. His sound though, there's like Wait, fire involved in this. The fire's still going. Wait, hold on, let me get. Oh. Oh. Yeah. 
<laughs> so you uh, accidentally uh, lit someone on fire with your, with your car. That was, Steve just said, and then that? Steve laughed. That was weird. I'm like, oh, it doesn't seem to be any damage. I'm better get out of here. <laughs> We're in the middle of a rando text, though, right now about a hit and run. Oh, Rando texto message via Apple free download and Apple store. I was leaving work to get lunch when I saw one of my coworkers hit another coworker's car. The coworker was texting and driving. He peeked at the other car and then drove off. He said nothing about it when he returned to the office. My other coworker was real upset. We're not the only business in the building and there's no outside security camera, so he doesn't know what actually happened. It's been bothering me for days and I feel guilty for not saying something. If I snitch, my other coworkers may not trust me. There really is no way to do this anonymously because I was a witness to an accident. Should I say something or am I just overthinking this whole thing? So uh, we've gotten a bunch of messages on this one. Christine, off the air, you were telling me about one that we got via social media that I found really fascinating. Yeah. uh, She said, was there damage to both cars? If there's no cameras, then what's to stop the coworker who hit the car from denying it and blaming you for playing workplace politics. Ooh. Ideally, yes, speak up. But if he flat out denies it, this could leave you with a huge mess and you still have to go to work every day. You That's see, something I didn't even think about. Yeah, and then you see that hit and run and you don't do anything. Or another brother in pain said, it's a parking lot. Cops are not going to do anything. Keep your mouth shut and their insurance will take care of it. So here's the thing. I, I was uh, driving through a grocery store parking lot many, many years ago. And I uh, apparently was going a little bit too fast, but I wasn't going crazy fast. Yeah. A car backed out and I smacked it right in the right in the rear. Yeah. I was the one that got the ticket and had to, and my insurance had to cover it because they said I was at fault when I didn't think I was at fault because in a parking lot. Yeah, because the car whipped out. The guy just slapped it in reverse and gunned it out. Like I was not going fast enough. Right. And I said he was at fault, and they're like, "Nope." You and both the insurance companies because I hit him in the rear. Now, somebody else said, would you want someone to tell you if they saw your car get hit? If so, then the answer is yes. You need to speak up. Yeah, I saw that. A a few people have been saying that. Uh, Someone else said, I get the position you're in, but do the right thing. I was hit at my daughter's school, and other than the lady who pointed it out to me, no one would help me figure it out or help me figure more out. That sucks. That does suck. Like So what most people have said, don't say anything then. Well, actually, most people have said you should say I know, something. I was definitely kidding on that one. Yeah. I mean, I, I three or four people have said you're in a, a, a lose lose situation and yeah, just look out for yourself. Like. Sister with a brain on the phone with us right now. What do you think? Hey Fish, it's Allie. Hey Allie, how are you? Hey, I just wanted to give my comment. So uh I think that the person that was that hit the car with yeah. the phone that was texting and driving, number one, you shouldn't have been doing that. Okay. I think the person then that seen it, I think that he or she should approach him and say, hey, look, you know, I seen that you were texting and driving. I seen that you hit the car. Yeah. If you, I'm giving you the opportunity X amount of days to say something to so-and-so. If you do not, then I'm going to go to the police. So you give him an ultimatum. She needs to go to her man. He or she needs to go to their management and say, hey. Up, oh, we're losing up. Allie. Allie. Oh, there you go. Allie, she needs she to go to the She swears a lot. Maybe she's just muting her <laughs> yeah. phone while she swears. If, you... she, if he or she does it, if he or she does it, oh. yep. then she's just. Oh, she's swearing again. Down. Yeah, I think your phone is editing. You're swearing. Your phone's cutting out a little bit, Allie. So it's a good point, though. Give an ultimatum, more yeah. or less, right? 
Yeah, she's yep, gone. She's yeah. gone. She's gone. <laughs> she's swearing at you. Yeah, right she's now. one. Jo- she's swearing at the phone. How f- fishing amazing would that be? Right. Let's peep what's totes trending. Totes trending. Oh, so many, so many, so many things to share with you. But let's start with road rage. Uh, these researchers could have just uh, maybe stuck with the term road rage, but the new term seems to be uh, kind of weird. I don't know if you know this or not, but there is a new term for road rage. Uh, it's called, and this is real, accelerousal. Huh? What? Accelerousal. Huh. If you are getting angry behind the wheel a lot, you may be experiencing accelerousal. I'll say it in my computer voice here. Computer (laughs) voice here. Accelerousal. Nope, didn't sound like a computer. No. In psychology, arousal is anything that causes stress, Mm -hmm. so it doesn't need to be balloon animal-ish, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Wink. Uh, They think accelerousal might be genetic. So for you road rage people... Your parents may be the reason you have accelerousal, which again is road rage. People who experience it deal with it about 50% more stress than drivers who don't. And even small things can tr- trigger accelerousal, like having to hit the brakes for a red light. Ah! Nah! Yeah. So accelerousal. Do you suffer from it? Accelerousal? Not really. A little bit. I, I, just, I just get a little irritated with people that are like going slow in the left lane. If there's room in the right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or people that are just driving too fast with a trailer and it's like an old fishing boat and it's kind of like the wheels are kind of moving to the left, a little to the right, a little bit on the trailer and you're like, this thing's going to fall off. So then I gun it to pass them. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And I'm always, yeah, but other than that, I don't really. Do you have accelerousal, which um, is road rage? Randomly, but I try not to let things get to me too much because I don't like to be stressed. Or yeah, high strong. That's kind of your. <laughs> like I, you're all lackadaisical when you're saying it, too. Yeah. I don't like to be stressed. It's man. your stoner mentality. You know. That's the weed, Steve. Uh. It is. That's the weed. What about you, brother? Uh, see, I used to be real bad about, like, I, I, I'm not, like, road ragey, but I would swear a lot yeah. in, my, in the car to myself. And I used to do that a lot. And then. Uh, I noticed I, I've been trying to not do that at all because kids in the car or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I want to say a couple months ago, someone pulled out in front of me and completely cut me off. And I said the S word and Charlotte immediately repeated it. <laughs> like, nice. okay, I got to get better at this. <laughs> but the difference is when kids swear, it sounds so cute. Right? And she's oh, like, say it again. Yeah. Come on now, daddy. Say it again. Naughty, naughty, naughty. Uh, Hey, so wait, when you guys are, so you're driving, you're in a road rage situation, right, Steve? Yes. In a car, does she get road rage, Charlotte? Uh, Charlotte? No, she does not get road rage. She she tells me to slow down all the time, though, because Brittany always tells me that. Oh, really? Yeah, it's very annoying. I that would be backseat driver. Uh, amazing if somebody pulled out in front of you and she was like. <laughs> that would be so cool. That would be pretty awesome. Oh, man, I'd love then that. she gives them the bird. Hamburger. Uh, speaking of babies, uh, th- this Los Angeles couple named Crystal and Patrick remember how hard it was to be first time parents. Yes. Now they've been around for a little bit. So here is what they did uh, in some Target stores for new parents. When we had our first child after we recently got married, we struggled to make ends meet, just like most new parents, I think. We really wanted to make things a little easier, hopefully brighten their day, hopefully inspire others to kind of, you know, spread joy and kindness, raising young children. It's really important for us to let our children know that, you know, kindness matters and that you never know what somebody's going through. 
If you can do this, I think you should do this, whether you document it or not. But what they did was they hit $1,000 of cash in diaper boxes and formula cans at Target stores. Cool. Yeah, they uh, just to help out new parents. So they put a grand and it just, just slid it right in the diaper bags. Can wow. you imagine? Let's say they could afford 10 grand, which would be incredible. Good for them. Like you just open up your diapers, boom, 10,000 bucks in there or 1,000 bucks in there. I'd be so confused. I would, I would probably too. ask like a, the customer service person, like, did but someone leave these in here? You don't open the diapers there though. So you would drive back to Target and ask? I'd probably call them. Really? What would you do? I, I'd be so confused. They have to at least leave a note or something. That's a, I'd be super confused, too. I, I'd probably just keep them up. I was going to say, <laughs> Steve, let's be honest. Yeah, let's be honest. But I, I, seriously, yeah. though, I think I would think someone was just being generous. You would not. You would actually call and say, someone put $1,000 in this diaper bag. Well, or, I wouldn't say. I'd just be like, someone left money in here. Was this meant to be here? or? Because their answer is going to be no. They didn't know. It wasn't a deal set up with Target. They did it on their own. So they just went around and opened diaper bags and put money in? Isn't well, it contaminated at that diaper point? Diaper boxes and formula cans. No, they slid yeah, it in. Holes oh. you, can slide stuff in you can slide it right in there. They just slide it right in like the box. If there's a box, mm-hmm. we just throw a thousand bucks in there. I don't know. Hopefully they put a note in there. To that's a that's bit what of I'm saying. <laughs> now, really, though, I think it's kind of neat to just throw the money in there with no note. Yeah, I mean, my first thought would be like, is this, uh, was a cartel using diaper boxes oh, to, to try to smuggle money across <laughs> See, the border or this something? this is the problem. <laughs> you try and do something nice, and there's always a cartel involved. Every single time. It makes sense. Okay. Uh, well, we'll move on. Look, really, two-thirds of us, really? We have to have this conversation okay. of us. Are, you, you have to, are we all really this good at this subject? We'll do it next. So when it comes to the art of... The kiss. Ah, I had a feeling that what you might be talking about. Yeah, I've been telling Christine, like, uh, a lot, two-thirds of people think that they're good at this. Mm-hmm. We've been talking a little bit about it off the air. Although you need kissing badly, that's what's wrong with you. You should be kissed and often, and by someone who knows how. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> the guy from Gone with the Wind. <laughs> hey, pretty lady, you should be real quiet and kissed and often, and I let's do this right. Yeah, so this sexist, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... More than two out of three people actually think they're good at kissing, while 3% admit they're terrible. Like, they just, I, I, I'm i terrible, I don't know, they At say. least they admit it. Yeah. Now, you, I know, have pride, you, you, you're proud of yourself. You're like, oh, I'm yeah. a great kisser. Oh, yeah. People have told you that. Yes. Like, how many times? A bunch. I can't even count. <laughs> okay. So, like, I mean, like, every time? Yeah, for the most part. All right. They, Honestly. Yeah, but I think when they say that... Is that after? You, I mean, like how, you're done uh, making out, like later on, or or like, after the first kiss, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's not during the like, wow, you're a good kisser, because sometimes you're saying something like that because you want more. Yeah, obviously you want more because okay. you're <laughs> a good kisser. Just <laughs> okay, that because look at me. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Steve, would you say you're a great kisser? Uh, I wouldn't say great. I, I think I'm up there, though, above average. I would love to hear from a bad kisser. Now, Me Chris- too. Christine, I am have, I have, in your realm. I've been told quite often that I'm a good kisser. Yeah. Thus, my, you're the story that you know, confuses or irritates you. Uh, 
so if you haven't heard, Fish decided one night yeah. to make out with six people in one night at the same bar. It's weird. It's not weird. It is weird. I've never done that. I didn't ever. go. I didn't go. I think I, I'm going to go out tonight and I'm going to make out with six, not seven, not five. Six people. Well, how did you find six people that wanted to kiss you? <laughs> Damn. All right, let me tell you something. Oh, my gosh. Was it like a kissing booth? No. It was just ginger ninja, ninja this skills. This normal. It is people normal. People don't do this, Fish. People did do this. Did you get mono? <laughs> I didn't get mono. People do do this. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> do <that>. I, <laughs> I know. Sorry, Steve. I know you did. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I actually, that, that's actually happened before. I would love to hear from that person as to why they're a bad kisser. Have you ever mm-hmm. been with a bad kisser? Have yes. you ever made out with a bad kisser? Yeah, and it sucks. What'd you do? Uh, try not to kiss them or at least try to show them without telling them, hey, you're so a bad kisser. So what's a kisser. trick that you can give someone that's a bad kisser to make them a better kisser? Uh, don't stick your tongue down the other person's throat, please. And then where is it supposed to go? <laughs> yeah. But you know how there are some people who literally just take their tongue, they don't ease in and like okay. do all the motions. Hold on, before <laughs> we like, get... Hey, just hold stick on. Your She's giving your a throat. clinic. Christine doesn't necessarily... Uh, Christine doesn't necessarily always understand like the rules as to what we're doing here. So I want to clarify something here. A, to answer Steve's question... Well, where does the tongue go? Yeah. We'll leave it there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, B, let's, let's, uh, let's give me a warning, Peg, just in case. Oi, oi, Thank oi. you. All right, Christine, go ahead now. Oh, I, I mean, it goes back to what I said. Don't just take your tongue and stick it down their throat. You got to ease in. You got to, you know, the tongues have to have, like, a motion. All right, so let's do it this way. No, I won't make out with you. You're going <laughs> to. <laughs> wow. Is she on the clouds today oh, or yes, what? she is. Uh, that's pretty presumptuous to think that I would do that. <laughs> so get your hand, make it into a fist like it's a little talky face. I'm not face. doing that. No you way. You need to show us. If you're so good at it, I've shown you before. No, you haven't. Yes, I've done this actually on the air before oh, yeah, with you, you in have. the studio. I had video. Yeah, I know. You were trying to use it to teach yourself some tricks. <laughs> so... Get your hand and let's and we'll do some uh, play by play here. No. I want to make a video of no, it. No, 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 definitely not. So you're not I'm a good not, kisser. I'm not kissing my hand. So you're not a good kisser. Fine, you can go ahead and say that. I know myself. <laughs> <laughs> you think that? You, what do you think, Steve? You're probably not a good kisser if you're not willing to show it off. Yeah. Why don't you show it off, Mister Above Average? Sure, he's do- mm-hmm. see what he's doing right there. Ew! Do you make those noises uh-huh. too? Always. Yeah. Yeah. He, I, I like to sometimes. I like hum a song, like uh, pick a song. And he's, uh, twinkle, twinkle, little star. Yeah. Yeah. That's no. that's why the ladies love the ginger ninja. I like to tickle the uh, other person's uvula. Yeah. <laughs> Which is in their throat, by the way, for anybody confused. So we were having a conversation about two-thirds of people uh, think that they're a great kisser. And, like, that's a pretty high number. And uh, I was asking, I was wondering if there was a bad kisser out there. Because I feel like we could help a bad kisser. And then we've got Anna on the phone. Anna, you've been with somebody for uh, seven years and uh, you haven't kissed each other for two? Uh, probably at least two. I'm really not sure how long it's been, but yeah, so I'm a bad kisser. I need your help. Uh, we want to help you. Okay, so what's it like, uh, just in case, and let's be careful, remember you're on the air, 
Steve, throw out a warning peg. <laughs> oink, oink, <All> right. oink. <laughs> What's it like kissing Anna? What's the problem? Um, I like to puck her up and maybe have a little tongue involved. Mm-hmm. He just kind of has, like, numb lips and just things lips should be pressed together barely a little bit. Oh, he's doing the Hollywood type thing where you push your lips together? Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, what can I say? I, I told him I've been married twice and with some other men. And I'm like, gee, I've never had any complaints before. So maybe he's a bad kisser then. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they're not, they don't match kissing is the problem. And they've been together so long. Do you, when you kiss, have the habit of accidentally folding your top and bottom lip over your teeth? Ew. <laughs> It's possible, but don't say ooh. You might hurt her feelings. Oh, sorry. So, like, but do you know what I'm saying, Anna? Do you by chance do that? Does he do that? Like his lips are almost gone. There it is. He purses his lips underneath. But how do you kiss that way? That's what he's Uh, doing. We just kiss on the cheek and on the forehead and call it good. But then I was kissing him on the cheek, and he's like, "You're digging your collar. You're digging your chin in my collarbone." How hard are are you kissing this man on the cheek, Anna? That's the problem. Well, I stand on my tippy toes now and kiss him on the cheek. All right, here's the here. I'm going to give you a little hint here because I don't know if you know this or not, but I am a ginger ninja. You know, okay. he's made out with six people in one oh, night, God. Anna. Yeah, there's, there's... I do know that. And here I'm thinking, gee, I'd like to make out with one guy for one day would be nice. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's been two years since her relationship of seven they've made out. Here's what I'm... That is here's, sad. Here's what I think is the problem after talking to you. Anna, I don't know you know you, but I'm assuming that you're a get-it-done person. Like, I'm not talking about intimacy. I meant life in general. When things happen in your life, you need to get it done. You want to get to work. Let's, we can celebrate and have fun later. Let's get this done. Is that you? Yeah, pretty okay. much. All right. <laughs> so if you're a get it done person, I'm assuming that when you're kissing, you're not going slow enough. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not yeah. like enjoying the moment. You're just kind of like, rah, rah, rah. it's like you're running really fast on a treadmill and your face is shaking over here and over there. Is that kind of what it's like to kiss Anna? Well, I don't know. I haven't been kissing so long. I forget. Well, here's what I want you to do. All right. <laughs> All I right. want you. I want you to take a twenty dollar bill. You got you and this guy are dating. You're not married, right? Correct. Actually, dude hasn't kissed you and fixed this problem in two years. Take a $5 bill. I want you to take a $5 bill tonight. I want you to set it on the counter, okay, when he gets Uh home. And you say, I'm going to try and make out with you right now. If it is not better than it's been in the past, that 5 bucks is yours, okay? Okay. But if it is better than it's been in the past, then once a week we need to have a make-out session. I like that. Yeah. You just, I like that idea. Yeah, How okay. do I make out, though? What do I do? That's what you got to do, honey, is now when you're kissing them, A, you need to relax your lips because you're a go, go, go person. You're probably tense all the time. You probably yeah. have a little bit of pain, right? Not pain, but a little tension right now in your upper right shoulder, I would imagine, relax almost. Relax them is what Fish is trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Maybe give them a good massage, a, a lip scrub. Are you tense in your upper right shoulder right now? Yeah, very much so. Yeah, so relax that a little bit. I'm psychic, Christine. Don't I even can, mess with I, the ginger ninja. You must be. I've had x-rays and stuff done on my yeah. right shoulder See, lately. <laughs> you need to relax it a little bit. You're probably tense because you need to uh, Get in release a bath. the... Uh, no, she needs to release the... Uh, 
the the stuff. Release the, the Kraken. Yeah, the release the Kraken is uh, what he, the, yeah. the guy says that. All right, anyway. Again, get in a bath. Yeah, just relax yourself tonight as you go into this. I want you to go, and you got to call us back tomorrow and report. You have to, Anna. So you got to go into this tonight. You go soft. You go slow. Don't go so fast. Take your time. Loosen your lips. Don't tighten them so much. And don't uh, shove your tongue down the throat like Steve does. Yeah, no, I know I won't do that. I'll be happy just to get a kiss. Uh, yeah, I won't, and then I won't. five bucks on the counter. If the kissing's not better, he can keep it. Let him try. See if it works. All will, right. you, will you let us know tomorrow? Also, I it, sure will. It doesn't hurt to ask your partner what they like. Communication is key. Yeah. How do you like to be kissed? But don't do that right away. No. I think this guy just doesn't totally know what he's doing. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. With I agree. Okay, so go ahead and we will uh, right. we will find out from you same time tomorrow, okay? All right, thanks for your advice. No problem. It's all right. it's my pleasure, our pleasure. Good luck, Anna. Okay. Good luck. All right, thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Okay, so here's the deal. I have been sitting on this What do you guys think? You think she'll kiss better by the way? I hope so. I, I think hope she will. so too. I think she's gonna attempt this five dollar idea thing, though. Only cost you five will. bucks. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So here is the deal. I have been dying to tell you guys this story that happened to my friend Eric and his wife Adrian in Seattle. And it's, would you have? This is the question I want to ask before we tell it. Would you actually have had the the humanity, the cojones, to do what they did to save a life? Oh wow. Mm. We're going to talk about it here in just a little bit. It's a question I'm curious to see if you can answer within yourself next. So I'm going to share a story with you here about what happened to my buddy and his wife over the weekend when they were in Seattle on vacation. I do want to say it's a little bit graphic. So I was hanging out with uh, Connie of Connie and Fish. We lost her earlier this year to cancer. I was hanging out with Dan the second time. I was telling this story to someone this weekend. Dan was there, and he left the table. Because you said he got so queasy, yeah. right? Yeah, so it's, it's, it's so, just so you know, you might get a little queasy, but I really want to know if you think you are the person that would do what they did. It's really fascinating what happened to them over the weekend. So Eric has been working his butt off nonstop, works a lot, whatever. He's one of my buddies. And he and his wife went on vacation to Seattle over the weekend. They love to do hikes, like Mm -hmm. major hikes. This is the first trip they've been on in over a year and a half. They usually go on two or three major trips because they both work really hard all year long. Eric works in kind of like the the real estate world, if you will, mortgages and titles Mm -hmm. and whatnot. Adrian is a yoga instructor. She is a volunteer firefighter. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's a beast. Uh, And uh, then she works for a company as well that does insurance stuff. Yeah. That's her primary source of income. So anyway, and this the firefighter thing is the hook, the key here. Okay. So they go, they get their car, their rental car, because they're going to drive to all these state parks to go hiking over the weekend. They're driving down the interstate, and in the front of them in the interstate, two cars up is a semi-truck filled with gasoline. Oh. Okay. okay. Right behind that semi-truck on the busy highway of Seattle is an elderly man in his 70s driving a whatever kind of car. With a trailer attached to it, a 24-foot trailer with, a, like, a boat attached to it. Okay. Okay. So, they're, again, this is going to, I mean, I'm based on time constraints. i got to go as quick as I can. But I'm curious to see if you think you would have the character that they did. So, as they're driving in front of them, the gentleman driving, the 70-some-year-old guy, 
driving the car with the trailer attached to it, clips the bumper Uh of the semi-truck at 75 to 75 miles an hour. (laughs) Crash. Totally crashes. 70-year-old guy is, that was a sound effect, by the way, not something behind you if you're in your car. 75-year-old guy crashes into the guardrail, okay? He was not wearing his seatbelt. He lunges forward, and his face will now be planted on the windshield. Oh, wow. That is shattered partially by his face, okay? Mm -hmm. Eric and Adrian are behind this car. They stop. True story happened this weekend. This is not one of my weird jokes. No, I know. I don't think They stop. They pull off to the side of the road. They immediately run to that gentleman's car, which is now on fire. Wow. Okay. And he hit the truck that was carrying no, gas. No, he, he clipped the gas thing. Oh. Now he's into the guardrail. Oh, my God. The semi-truck filled with gas is actually about pulled over about 50 to 75 feet yeah. away from it mm-hmm. or 100 feet or whatever, a safe distance. And he's going to run to the car as well, run back to his semi-truck, it was his lunch break, so he had to eat lunch quick. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Runs back to his semi-truck, grabs a fire extinguisher, and they proceed to put out the fire, okay? And here's what my friend did, this guy. This, I, I, this is a true story that happened this weekend. There's no weird fish punchline. Eric smashes the back windshield of the car. Yeah. Because they can see... The guy's face is planted on the windshield. And this is what I want to know. If you think you would do this, because your adrenaline kicks in, your fight or flight, or you want to save someone's life, the car is surrounded by fluids. The fire is barely put out, smashes in the windshield, goes behind the guy. You can see part of the guy's brain. What? Because his skull is cracked onto. This is where it gets kind of gross, guys. Heads up. The skull is on the windshield. They have to get him out of this car to make sure this car is not going to light on fire. Right? True story. Happened this weekend in Seattle when Eric and Adrian are on vacation. Adrian's doing all the right stuff. She's a trained firefighter. Yeah. They got to get him out of the car. They don't want it to blow up. He's right. stuck in there. Both his legs are broken. One of them's off to the side. Like, hasn't disconnected. It's yeah. just off yeah. to the side. Steering wheel, head in the windshield. They proceed to pull the guy off the windshield. Here's where it gets weird. On the windshield is part of his head and his ear. So now you can see inside the guy's head. Oh my gosh. He wakes up, starts screaming bloody murder. They get him out of the car. An ambulance gets there at about 25 minutes from the point of incident. Remember, it's Seattle. It's very busy interstate. For sure. And then the guy's taken off. Eric is cut up. His clothes are completely ruined. And by the way, I'm sure it was a fabulous vacation outfit. They were vacationing in Seattle. (laughs) But my question is, do you think you could have done what Eric and Adrian did? And I just kind of told you Eric's part of it. She did a lot as well. Do you actually think you could have done that if you saw that happen? I mean, if I saw it happen, I I would not be able to just not pull over and see if there's something I could do. Would you smash in a windshield, crawl in there, cutting up his body... Tons of cuts, blood everywhere. So pull the guy off, peel off the. Yeah. yeah. I'm a little person, so I don't know how much strength so I'd have, like, to coming up pull. With a, you're coming up with excuses. No, I'm just saying I'd need someone else to help me 
pull someone out of the car. Okay. We're going to get back to Christine in a sec because I think I know where you're going with that. What do you think, Steve? I, I don't know. I mean, I'd be if the car was ablaze, then probably I would. Well, you would jump into a burning car with fluids around it? That you shouldn't do, probably. Yeah, I mean, I would try to save the person probably yeah. if the car was on fire. But if not, I, I'd be worried that because I always read if you're pinned in a car like that, you should leave the person because of the, as it is. Yep. Because paralysis. Well, 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 that and also because if they have like puncture wounds, mm-hmm. you, you shouldn't pull the it. you shouldn't move yeah. the th- pull the thing out of them. Now, fortunately, Adrian is. That's why I mentioned she is a trained firefighter. Yeah. She knew what they were supposed to exactly. do at that, that position. And Adrian, I'm sure, was just telling Eric what to do. <laughs> like, As like, always. Marriage. But I that's it's. I hear this story, and I heard this story over the weekend, and I'm like, could I have done that? And what? And I, I know there's like, it's to think that you could do that. And here's what sucks. They don't know if he died or not. Mm. They don't know if he died or not. I think that there should be like a number you can check or something well I'm, I'm surprised i mean has they have they checked to see if there's a news story about it i'm sure they have i haven't talked to him it happened to just over the it happened like they literally just landed for their vacation yeah and he called me from seattle and he's like oh my god i got a story to tell you and by the way i couldn't have told the whole story in his voice because it would have been like death <laughs> <laughs> and then i and then his brain and the yeah, I, yeah. that's intense it's, i do yeah. feel like that's a very adrenaline in the moment fight or flight reaction yeah isn't it like i, I yeah. really was thinking about it all weekend long i'm like what a story and what a what a, what an amazing thing and i don't think you hear enough of that and i never ever once during this whole hypothetical thought of christine's amusement park reason for not jumping in the car if she can't ride short. a roller coaster <laughs> she can't save somebody's life i'm too I... short and little if i can't ride a roller coaster at disney world i will not go in the car and pull the guy out <laughs> so until and you'll have happens, two victims yeah, right. what do you get stuck in there I'm, I'm just saying i don't have that strength to pull a, an adult out of a car i think you do i think you could pull me down the hallway <laughs> If Steve, you want to get this on video? I do. Kind of. Your arms around me and try and drag me around. Is that what you're into, you sick freak? Sure. Trying to tell a positive story and just making it inappropriate. Good Lord. Today's text question of the day, we're going to have to jam through it based on time constraints put on us by the management. What foods put you in a good mood or a bad mood? So... We were talking about that because over the weekend, obviously, you probably had a cookout or maybe some good food over the weekend. I was super excited. Hung out with Dan of Connie and Fish, Connie's husband, Dan. Uh, Connie lost her battle with cancer earlier this year, and I was excited for hamburgers and hot dogs and whatnot, like pizza and Taco Bell. Like, sometimes I eat Taco Bell. Whenever anything bad happens in my life, Alicia clings on to Taco Bell, my wife, and she uh, will... uh, Go get me some just a buffet of Taco Bell. If she shows up with a buffet of Taco Bell and I don't know anything's going on, you're gonna think you're getting bad news. I know I am. Yeah. It's like it's happening. It's there's like a certain number, like an amount. I'm like, okay, we got the big nacho. Yeah. Something's going on, yeah. right? We got the Bel Grande. Yeah. <laughs> Something is going on, my friends. But yeah, when we ask what foods put you in a good mood or a bad mood, we got some great answers. Somebody said tacos, good mood, mayo, mustard, bad mood. Ew, gross. I'm with you. You don't like mayo or mustard? No, ew. Not even spicy mustard? Ew, triple dubs. No, ew, ew. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, you're crazy. You guys don't like mushrooms, whatever. And, <laughs> and I'm like a mushroom. Shaped like a mushroom? No. Or you have really bad texture? No, I'm a fun guy. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh. 
Oh, you guys fall for the old one? Come on. Yeah. I'm a fun Shaped like guy. a mushroom. That was hurtful. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Shaped like a mushroom. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I got a big base and little legs. Well, that's why I don't understand. Yeah. A massive head and then just straight and narrow all Kinda the way like down. Kind of like a cake pop, too. Uh, yeah, you're a cake pop. <laughs> Wasn't that your nickname in middle school? All right, pizza. Because of my shape. Yeah. Pizza always puts me in a good mood. Somebody said carbs, good mood. Uh, and then carbs will actually put me in a bad mood. Understandable. LOL. Yeah, carbs. What a pain. Let's go to, uh, just based on time constraints, number three. What foods put you in a good mood or a bad mood? Hey, oh, I get this one. Tacos make me happy. And then they went on to say anything with sauerkraut will ruin my entire week. Oh, mm, I'm with you. so good. Ooh. Yeah, Alicia, Dan, we got sauerkraut for the cookout. It was, ugh. Why? I, Why do you need sauerkraut it. at a cookout? Hot dog. Oh. Mm. It's just so gross. I don't even think about what it belongs on. <laughs> smells like a bad relationship to me. Uh, Number two. What foods put you in a good mood or a bad mood? Somebody said I love comfort food. Mac and cheese, pot roast. Ugh. But fair food is the best. Oh, like uh, the, the the elephant ears, mm-hmm. or maybe the Twinkie dipped in grease or something like that. And then uh, onion rings. Uh, yeah, the onion rings as well. Corn dogs. And number one, they wrote for the text question of the day today. What foods put you in a good mood or a bad mood? Number one, what foods put me in a good mood and what foods put me in a bad mood? Question mark. Good foods are any sort of comfort food with gravy or potatoes, preferably Yum. both. Foods that put me in a bad mood are anything with raisins. Especially when you think it's a chocolate chip cookie and you bite into it, and it's a fishing raisin. Yes, I hate that. It's the, worst, the most deceiving thing in the world. It's called an oatmeal raisin cookie. But sometimes they look like chocolate chip, and then you bite into it, and you're like, ugh. Isn't that how you described your last relationship? Yeah. It was like an oatmeal raisin <laughs> like cookie. Oatmeal That's, cookie. Yeah. <laughs> So the Memorial Day weekend saw the biggest opening since the pandemic, which is super exciting. Um, And one movie in particular broke the pandemic box office record. The two big movies this past weekend, obviously, A Quiet Place 2 and Cruella. Which one do you think was the bigger movie? Actually, it was A Quiet Place. Really? Quiet Place 2 made $47.4 million, but they're expecting when the numbers come in for today, they'll be at 57 mil. So bad. That is so bad compared to two years ago for Hollywood. Like, it is so sad. Cruella... I saw this weekend. Yeah, so I, I've i been hearing good things about both movies, A Quiet Place and Cruella, but after what you said about it, what you compared it to, I'm like, I can't wait to see Cruella. So I didn't see Quiet Place. Neighbor's daughter saw it, said it was great. There you go. Cruella. That's an Alicia thing. So we actually ordered it and bought it on Disney+. Plus. Now yeah. do some simple math here. She got takeout dinner for two, mm-hmm. one burger, hamburger for me. And then Chinese or sushi for her, okay. right? So it's about forty bucks. Corella on Disney, thirty bucks. <laughs> you spent seventy dollars. Yeah, go out to dinner, go to a movie theater, have a couple drinks. It's gonna be more than seventy bucks. No, yeah. you're right. Easily, yeah. it's more than seventy. You know, unless it was like, I choose the restaurant, it'd be fifteen bucks. Oh yeah, right? Taco Bell. Yeah. Yeah. So we go and we we watch this Corella movie. I am not really excited about it, but I'm like, eh, whatever looks okay. Because Alicia really wanted to see it. Alicia, notorious for looking at her phone while movies are on. It's the first movie I've had at home that I've seen. I can't remember the last time. She never picked up her phone once. Really? It is a perfect combination between 
Bohemian Rhapsody because of the music. Okay. The music is unbelievably good, and it's like the whole movie's like, it's not a musical like they're singing, but it's like music throughout the whole movie. And The Joker. It is like the Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Yeah. It is Disney's version of The Joker. Wow. It is phenomenal. I, I can't believe I'm saying this about Cruella. I really can't. I thought I'd go, eh, it was pretty good. Because, Steve, you review, review movies every Friday, and the critics were like, meh. Yeah, it was uh, hit or miss. I mean, some loved it, but it seems like the majority of them said it was meh, and that it was just too long and kind of all over the place. I didn't think so. No? No, it wasn't too long. There is a bonus scene in the credits, though. Oh, so wait just so till you after. Know. Yeah, it ties in with the uh, movie about the dogs. Oh, 101 with 101 Dalmatians. Dalmatians? Yeah, that thing, the crap thing with the dogs Ooh. and the, the... Is that the one with the spaghetti? Huh? No, that's Lady and the Tramp. Oh, uh, yeah. Lady and the Tramp. Yeah. It's not that <laughs> one. No, Cruella did not try to make a coat out of Lady and the Tramp. Okay, because that would be awesome. Although, that'd be a great crossover. Steve, you spoiled it. You ruined it. Like with the <laughs> coat and the donations. <laughs> you ready to get funky? Shaka Connie, let me W Shaka Connie. Shaka Connie, that's all I wanna do. Wait, 